Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to episode 19 of the Rich Witch Club and my name is Renata Daniel. I am your host for this episode and we are talking about all things manifesting mindset and a little bit of magical workings here as we go through the book of the month which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And we're moving through starting to rewire our brains and form new habits. And this is halfway through his book. And we're going to talk a little bit in this episode about how habits form and how we need to really look at making all of this easy for ourselves because both you and I know that if it's going to be a difficult process, we're just not going to do it. The likelihood of being successful is pretty much zero. So he states here that habit formation is the process by which a behavior becomes progressively more automatic through repetition. So the more you repeat an activity, the more the structure of your brain changes to become efficient at that activity. In other words, and we've heard all of this, neurons that fire together wire together. This is called Hebb's Law. So repeating a habit leads to clear physical changes in the brain. In musicians, the cerebellum, critical for physical movements like plucking a guitar string or pulling a violin bow, is larger than it is in non-musicians. Meanwhile, mathematicians have increased grey matter in the inferior parietal lobule. Oh, that's their big words. In other words, the more you do something, the more brain power you require, the more it really anchors in and creates those connections in your brain so that over time, your brain responds in a way that is automatic So, of course, the importance of repetition in establishing habits was recognised long before neuroscientists began poking around. In 1860, the English philosopher George H. Lewis noted, in learning to speak a new language, to play a musical instrument or to perform unaccustomed movements, great difficulty is felt because the channels through which each sensation has to pass has not become established. But no sooner has frequent repetition cut a pathway than this difficulty vanishes and the actions become so automatic that they can be performed while the mind is otherwise engaged. Mm. So, in other words, the most important thing about this is to repeat, repeat, repeat. And it doesn't matter how long you practice it is the amount of repetitions you do to formulate those new pathways. That's why if you want to be a good runner, you practice every day and you run every day. You work those muscles every day. If you want to be really great at playing an instrument, you pick that instrument up every day and you practice every day, like the scales, where it just becomes automatic. If you want to be great at manifesting or creating change in your life, you have to practice making those changes in your life every day, 
or committing to the changes that you are making and doing little things every single day, repeating, repeating, repeating until it becomes automatic for you and there is no longer a fear in doing it. So the third law of behavior change is make it easy on yourself. To build a habit, you need to practice it. The most effective way to make practice happen is to adhere to the third law of behavior, which again is make it easy. Focus on taking action, not being in motion. Habit formation is the process by which a behavior becomes progressively more automatic through repetition. And the amount of time you have been performing a habit is not as important as the number of times you have performed it. Again, repetition is the most important thing. So imagine you're holding a garden hose that is bent in the middle. Some water can flow through it, but not very much. So if you want to increase the rate of water passing through the hose, you have two options. The first option is to crank up the valve and force more water through. The second option is simply to remove the bend in the hose and let the water flow through naturally. So trying to pump up your motivation to stick to a hard habit is like trying to force water through a bent hose. You can do it, but it requires a lot of effort and increases the tensions in your life. And increasing the tension in your life is not going to create an atmosphere for you to want to stick with it, number one, and want to make changes. So making your habits simple and easy is like removing the bend in the hose. Rather than trying to overcome the friction in your life, you reduce it. So perhaps even more effective is reducing the friction within your home or office. So too often we try to start habits in high friction environments. We try to follow a strict diet while we're out to dinner with friends. We try to write a book in a chaotic household. We try to concentrate while using a smartphone filled with distractions. So it doesn't have to be this way. We can remove the points of friction that hold us back. And it's likely that when we remove the points of friction that sap our time and energy, we can achieve more with less effort. And again, this is something that is really important to consider. And if you want to think of it very, very easily, you can sort of say to yourself this, what am I wasting my time on every single day? What do I sit and do that actually really provides no positive input into my life, but is just really time wasting? It's adding to my sense of being energetically depleted. Uh, and often that is sitting on a mobile phone going through TikTok <laughs> or checking other people's Instagrams or Facebook, um, being sucked in by bad news on TV, um, watching Netflix, which can give you a little bit of uh, stress alleviation but sometimes we again go on automatic and just sit there and watch the screen and actually aren't taking anything in it's just a mass of um, f pictures and uh, noise 
but it's actually not doing anything for us. So the central idea is to create an environment where doing the right thing is easy, is as easy as possible. So much of the habit of building better uh, habits comes down to finding ways to reduce the friction associated with our good habits and increase the friction associated with our bad habits. So whenever you organise a space for its intended purpose, you are priming it to make the next action easy. So if you're going to clean up the kitchen after making a meal, what you're doing is you're preparing that space for the next meal prep that you have to do. You're making it easy by clearing the space first. And this is the same thing that you have to do with everything that is associated with the removal of bad habits and placing in its place good habits that you can do. So there are simple ways to make good habits the path of least resistance. You can invert this principle and prime the environment to make bad habits difficult. So if you find yourself watching too much TV, for example, then unplug it after each use. Plug it back only if you can say out loud the name of the show you want to watch. This setup creates just enough friction to prevent mindless viewing. If that doesn't work, you can take it a step further. Unplug the TV and take the batteries out of the remote after each use. So it takes an extra 10 seconds to turn it back on. And if you're really hardcore, move the TV out of the living room and into a closet after each use. With the big TVs that we have nowadays, that might not be possible. But it's really interesting that James here puts these little things in that change the way we do things and also increases the difficulty of getting that hit of relaxation. It's like that first puff of the cigarette. We distract ourselves or create extra additional steps so that it's more difficult to do it. And it's quite, it's, it's actually quite interesting to note how um, it affects those habits. So he also says if sticking your phone in another room doesn't seem to help, tell a friend or family member to hide it from you for a few hours. Ask a co-worker to keep it at their desk in the morning and give it back to you at lunchtime. It is remarkable how a little friction often prevents unwanted behaviour. Whether we are approaching behaviour change as an individual, a parent, a coach or a leader, we should ask ourselves the same questions. How can we design a world where it's easy to do what's right? Redesign your life so that the actions that matter most are also the actions that are easiest to do. So human behaviour follows the law of least effort. We will naturally gravitate toward the option that requires the least amount of work. So create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Reduce the friction associated with good behaviours when friction is low and habits are easy. 
increase the friction associated with bad behaviours. So when friction is high, habits become difficult and prime your environment to make future actions easier. So again, a few things to think about there. Remember, we tend to do the things that require the least effort. We are creatures of habit and many of those habits are bad habits. So if we make things a little bit more difficult, we may find that we actually stop ourselves from doing those bad habits because it's just more difficult to do them. And we make the good habits easier to do. We clear our space, whether that be our physical space or our mental space. And again, we go back to repeat, repeat and repeat. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. We've only got a few chapters left in this book. And um, again, lots of thought-provoking stuff in James Clear's Atomic Habits, an easy way and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. I hope you're enjoying these small snippets of this book and uh, of course I will be giving one copy of this book away at the end of this month to one lucky person in the Rich Witch Club and um, if you're not the lucky winner then head out and purchase yourself a copy and read this for yourself. So until next time, see you later.